John's Portraits of Christ, each chapter of the Gospel of John contains a portrayal of some special aspect of the character or work of Christ. And today I think it would be fun to examine every single chapter of John and read it word for word. No, I'm kidding. However, we're going to examine the titles of the special aspects of Christ as mentioned in every chapter of the Gospel of John. And, well, we're going to better understand Christ. And isn't that the whole purpose of a Christian is to better understand our Lord and Savior? Absolutely. So chapter 1, what title or special aspect do we find out about Jesus? Chapter 1, we know he's called the Son of God. I think we're all pretty familiar with that one, and if you're not, you should be, because it's very essential. Chapter 2, the Son of Man, or the Social Christ. I've never really heard the title, the Social Christ, before. Now, I hear the Son of Man quite often. I usually call Jesus that when I talk about him and reference him in my lessons. But the Social Christ, that's a new one to me. Chapter 3, the divine teacher. If you know anything about chapter 3, if you ever have the question of how can I be saved, just read John's Gospel of chapter 3. It tells you everything about being born again and believing the Gospel. A lot of people just focus on John 3.16, but you need to focus on the whole chapter. John 3.16 alone is not just the path of salvation. It's all of chapter 3. Anywho, side note. Chapter 4, the soul winner. I mean, obviously, Jesus is the winner of souls, but that's another title I've never really heard before. It's it's interesting to me. I just completed a study of John, the Gospel of John, that is, not too long ago. So, maybe I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) I'm just kidding. We're going to continue on now in uh, chapter 5, the Great Physician. That one I'm familiar with. Chapter 6, the Bread of Life. Chapter 7, the Water of Life. Chapter 8, the Defender of the Weak. One thing I've noticed so far is... These titles are, well, they reference a lot of our needs, right? For example, he's a physician. We all need a doctor. He's the bread of life. We all need food. He's the water of life. We all need water. In other words, Jesus is showing us that he is truly the satisfying and fulfillment that our spirit longs for. So moving forward, chapter 10, the good shepherd. Chapter 11, the prince of life. And chapter 12, the king and or the Lord, as we mostly call him. Chapter 13, The Servant. Excuse me, I totally missed chapter (laughs) 9. Chapter 9, we'll go back. The Light of the World. Continuing now, chapter 14, The the Consoler? Or Counselor? Excuse me, The Consoler. Okay, that's one I've not heard before, but... Okay, The Consoler. Alright. Chapter 15, The True Vine. Chapter 16, The Giver of the Holy Spirit. Chapter 17, The Great Intercessor. Chapter 18, The Model Sufferer. It's an interesting one. The Model Sufferer. Yeah, we know that when we suffer with uh, suffer in this life, we suffer with Christ. But I've never heard him be called the Model Sufferer before. Interesting. Chapter 19, The Uplifted Savior. Chapter 20, The Conqueror of Death. And finally, Chapter 21, The rest, uh, rest- Excuse me. The Restorer of the penitent. One thing I remember from chapter 21, and I think, excuse me, I was helping my son. I think chapter 21, the restorer of the penitent is how Christ restored Peter after his denial and, um, well, his overall denial that we see when Christ is being uh, examined, dare I say, examined and Uh, persecuted, and then crucified. We know Peter denied him, but then obviously Peter repented of it in chapter 21. 
One thing that I think is incredible to see in all of these titles, again, is every single one of these titles is consistent with the narrative that we have. The thing is, in the letters of the Gospels, not only do we have Jesus' teaching, but we also have him performing specific actions. Why exactly does he do the healings? Why exactly is he there to console those that are in need? And so on and so forth. The point of those things is not only is Jesus loving and helping those people, but it's the point, he's making a bigger point, and that is the overall teaching. Such as when something happens in the gospel, like healing somebody that's blind. What is the spiritual lesson there? That Jesus gives sight to our spirits to see him because the world is spiritually blind. And so on. So when you read a narrative piece and or a work or action that Jesus performs in the letters of the gospels, or the gospels according to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it's usually because Jesus is making a bigger point here. Yes, he wants us to care about the physical need of others, but the overall purpose of those works is to enlighten them to the spiritual need they have. So when you feed a homeless man, share with them the word of God, for example. Uh, that's something I definitely need to work on. But the point we can get here when we look at these titles of Jesus is we can better get to know Jesus. Why is that important? Well, if he saved our souls, should we not know him? course we should better get to know Jesus. It's important that we continue to understand him and understand his love for us and dive deep into those studies that we can grow as Christians and stay faithful. As you can tell in the background, my son is currently in need of me, so we will have to wrap up today's lesson and dive into it again another day. Thank you for listening. Mm